This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 21st of February. In your Squeeze today, Australia's international border opens, the Queen has COVID, the Beijing Winter Games close, and explaining AFL. This is your Squiz today. Almost two years ago, on the 20th of March 2020, Australia closed the international border in an attempt to keep us free from COVID. The closed border policy became known as Fortress Australia, but now the drawbridge has finally been lowered to allow fully vaccinated tourists back into the country, Claire. Yeah, it's been a really long time and a really long time if you're someone who has been working in tourism uh, or your income has depended on people coming to the country. Uh, Of course, during the last couple of years, we've heard lots about exactly what that means. Uh, In total, uh, about $36.5 million a day is what has been lost in expenditure, some reports say. Uh, And the Bureau of Stats say that uh, when it comes to an average month, we would normally see about 1.2 million people arriving in the country. Uh, That is how many people arrived since March 2020. So a lot of people have not come, they haven't spent here. So now that borders are opening, it's really good news for those who are looking to get on with things. Yes, and uh, be on the lookout for vision of lifeguards, acrobats and drag queens welcoming travellers at the airports. That should be good fun. But Claire, there's one last piece of the puzzle in Australia. That's the hard border to Western Australia, which is due to fall on the 3rd of March. Yeah, Premier Mark McGowan made that announcement at the end of last week. 3rd of March is the date when travellers who have had three COVID jabs, so their initial two shots plus a booster, uh, that they can enter that state again. That border had been set to open on the 5th of February, but that was called off over concerns about Omicron and concerns that the state had a low booster jab rate. But things are different now. They're now seeing cases of COVID over there in the West. uh, And McGowan says it's time to open up. And Claire, if WA does reopen in a fortnight, it'll be nearly 700 days after it sealed itself off from the rest of Australia in April 2020. And staying on the topic of COVID, Claire, because in breaking news overnight from Buckingham Palace, the Queen has tested positive for the virus. Yeah, they say that she's experiencing mild cold-like symptoms, uh, but they say that she's expected to continue light duties at Windsor uh, over the coming week. You think they'd give her a week (laughs) off with COVID, but no, she is continuing to work. She's a pretty stoic woman and onwards and upwards for her. Uh, The palace has been very light on details about the Queen's health uh, throughout her life. So, of course, coming forward with the fact that she has COVID means that they'll be required to give updates. So we'll see how that goes in the coming week. That's right. It was just last week that Prince Charles and Camilla came down with the virus. Overnight, PM Boris Johnson wished her a speedy recovery to vibrant good health, while opposition leader Keir Starmer said, get well soon, mum. 
to Ukraine now, where things seem to have got worse over the weekend, Claire. The troubles in eastern Ukraine that had been simmering away for years, they fled up again. And Russia has announced it'll keep up its military exercises in Ukraine's northern neighbour of Belarus. So that eastern part of Ukraine is where uh, there are pro-Russian rebels in charge of those regions. So to have Belarus and Russia uh, on that border and looking over things is something of grave concern to Western nations who are concerned about, of course, a war kicking off. Uh, Those military exercises that really sparked a lot of alarm last week between Belarus and Russia uh, were set to end overnight, but they're going to continue. So there's a real high alert on that border, particularly as that situation deteriorates in eastern Ukraine. Uh, One thing, though, I guess, in a glass half full view of things overnight, uh, it seems that Russian President Vladimir Putin and French President Emmanuel Macron have agreed to try and secure a ceasefire in that region uh, and also hold an urgent summit on the future of Ukraine. Uh, That summit would involve France, Russia, Ukraine and Germany. And Claire, the big name or the big country that's not included in that list is the United States. Mike Cannon-Brooks is one of Australia's richest people with more than $20 billion to his name. He's the co-founder of tech giant Atlassian and he's a heavy investor in renewable energy projects. And Claire, reports say he's keen on buying the energy company AGL. AGL, of course, is a really big energy provider. It has projects across gas, which of course is the G in its name, but also it has plenty of coal-fired power generation assets. In recent times, what it said is that it's going to split up at the group. So it's retailing arm. So, you know, the part of the business where we buy our power would be separated from the power generation divisions. Uh, Of course, it's like other energy companies. It's coming under pressure as renewable power sources become cheaper. But this deal, according to reports, would see Mike Cannon-Brooks and Brookfield, which is a Canadian fund manager, uh, come together and buy that asset. It would keep it together uh, and it would also get out of coal-fired power generation a lot sooner than AGL was planning on retiring those assets. And Claire, this is all quite speculative at the moment. No one's confirmed the potential bid. So look out for some clarification when the market opens this morning on that deal, which is worth about $8 billion. If you can believe it, the Winter Games in Beijing are over. Where did that fortnight go? But the closing ceremony was held last night with Sammy Kennedy Sim as our flag bearer. She's a freestyle skier and she led 10 other Aussie athletes into that ceremony because the rest of the team has already gone home because of COVID. So Claire, take us through where the team landed. Where we landed was we had our best ever Winter Games. We had one gold medal, two silver and a bronze. Uh, Jakara Anthony of course, won the gold medal in the Moguls. We had Scotty James in the half pipe and Jackie Narracourt in the skeleton. They won the silvers. Uh, and Tess Cody, who is this incredible snowboarder, she won a bronze very early in the competition. Uh, a really good outing from the Australians. Yeah, it was a great effort from the Aussies. And if you've become an expert in curling, figure skating, or perhaps the monobob, you've got four years to wait for the next Winter Games, which will be held in Italy. 
It was Super Bowl last week, a sport that leaves most Aussie footy fans scratching their heads to work out why all the, the stopping and starting, Claire, at least I do. So it was pretty funny when Aussie NBA recruit Josh Giddy was asked by an American journalist to explain his first sporting love, Claire, Aussie rules footy. Yeah, Josh Giddy is really taking the NBA by storm. He's a young guy. He's only 19 years old. But there was a part of his life just three or four years ago where he had to choose between Aussie rules football and basketball. He said he was pretty good at both. And, and there was sort of a junction in the road where he had to choose a sport and he chose basketball. Uh, so when he fronted the American press to talk about his future uh, and was asked about what is Australian rules football, it's really hard. <laughs> to even start to talk to someone about exactly how it works. No, it's not like rugby. There's some similar aspects, but not really. No, no one wears helmets. <laughs> no one wears helmets. There are positions. You kind of kick it around a field. There's these big posts. It gets very complicated, he says. Well, I'm a huge AFL fan. Are you, Claire? Yeah, yeah, I do enjoy a bit of footy, Yeah. Yeah, but look, I think we have to acknowledge this morning there's a lot of people who don't know a thing about AFL and its rules, which I think is okay to say out loud. (laughs) I'm sure there are some listening who really don't give a hoot about AFL. (laughs) And Claire, before we finish up this morning, we're hiring here at The Squiz. Describe the superstar we're looking for. Yeah, so we're continuing to build The Squiz team, which is very exciting. Uh, And we're looking for someone to join our content team. So if you're someone who has a love of the news, and if you have podcasting experience uh, or if you reckon that you're all over how we do things here and you could hear yourself on one of our podcasts, uh, we want to hear from you because we've got a full-time job going and we're really looking for someone with about five years' experience in journalism or communications. So drop us an email at hello at thesquiz.com.au and we'll go from there. Yeah, we'd really love to hear from you. And it's so good that we're growing. Of course, that's down to our listeners and newsletter readers. We truly appreciate every listen. And if you like what we do, maybe leave us a review in your podcasting app. That's it for this Monday. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.